working as a nursing professor and pursuing my PhD when I realized I wasn't fulfilled. <laughs> I knew I wasn't fulfilled for quite a, quite a while, you know, um, and what led to my me not being fulfilled is that I chose to live my life the way society said, mm. you know, as a woman, I'm supposed to be busy taking care of everyone and everything else. And um, when I stopped and I realized I didn't know myself, when people ask me, well, what do you do for fun? Everything was about what I did with my kids or what I did with my, my husband, who was my ex-husband at this, at, at this time. It wasn't about me. And I said, I wanted to do something not just for myself, but for other women, because mm-hmm. we don't have to be this way. It doesn't make us less of a wom- woman if we want to do something for us. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Feel empowered and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Hey there, and welcome or welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle. Yet again, completely appreciative that of all the ways you could be spending your time, you're spending it with us here so that you can learn how to become a more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident woman in business. And that is going to happen today because my guest is all about confidence and asking for your worth. We always talk about defining and positioning your value. That's my jam. Who we're talking to today is going to tell to help you promote that value and get some dollar dollar bills, y'all. So let me tell you about today's guest. Dr. Naima is a sales and business strategist and the CEO of the Determined Fempreneur and host of the Determined Fempreneur podcast. She grew her business to a six-figure business in one year. And for service-based female entrepreneurs, we are, they are the leading business and sales strategy program that helps their clients get to $30,000 months in 90 days while working less. So they do this by combining a unique blend of high ticket sales, messaging, and automation. But don't worry, even if you're not like an online service-based business, you are going to get huge chunks of value today. Um, We are going to have an awesome conversation. Welcome to the show, Dr. Naima. I'm so excited to be here. I love just the energy that's in a room when there's two powerful women talking to each other. (laughs) That's right. I love it. Even if it's a virtual room, it's just like, it's uh, emanating from the screen. So yes, yes. I'm super pumped to talk to you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I've listened to your podcast. I want to tell you it's amazing. And I'm happy that you chose me to be on on your podcast. Absolutely. Well, we're happy to have you. I have so much to ask you about, but I really want to um, hear your story of how you went from, I want to have a business to six figures in a single year, because that's a hard feat to accomplish, um, especially as a solopreneur. Can you just walk us through that journey? Yeah. So I'm a registered nurse by profession. In fact, my, you know, I was working as a nursing professor and pursuing my PhD when I realized I wasn't fulfilled. <laughs> I knew I wasn't fulfilled for quite a, quite a while, you know, um, and what led to my me not being fulfilled is that I chose to live my life the way society said, mm. you know, as a woman, I'm supposed to be busy taking care of everyone and everything else. And um, when I stopped and I realized I didn't know myself. When people ask me, well, what do you do for fun? Everything was about what I did with my kids or what I did with my my husband, who was my ex-husband at this this time. It wasn't about me. And I said, I wanted to do something not just for myself, but for other women, because Mm -hmm. we don't have to be this way. It doesn't make us less of a woman if we want to do something for us. So um, 
I, as a nurse, I thought I should be, and I'm putting quotation marks up if you're not watching. I thought I should be a health coach because that's what you're supposed to do, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, though I liked doing, I called myself Naima, the nutritionista. It's really, really corny, but that's what we I all start myself. somewhere. We all <laughs> listen. I hear you saying. And um, literally in my fourth month of business, I had my first 10K cash month, 24K sale month. And I was like, oh, I'm new though. How did this happen? And one thing I started to do was I started to take, take um, strength assessments, like Clifton strength assessments, Colby A strength assessments. Yeah. And it taught me, it said, literally, you are a natural salesperson communication with my first and uh, my Clifton and Kobe was like, you're a natural salesperson. So I was like, oh, so nursing actually hid a lot of my talents. Oh, but that's what you should do. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So I said, I am on to something. When you look at the stats, unfortunately, less than 10% of women entrepreneurs ever make it to a six figure year ever. Say that, most, say that to statistic one more time. Less than 10% of female entrepreneurs, whether online or brick and mortar. Oh my gosh. Have ever hit a, a six figure year ever oh. in their businesses. So I said, okay, I'm doing this. And okay, 10K month, month four, 24K month, seven, 30K month, month. And I'm talking about cash. I'm not talking about pe- people yelling. I had a 10K month, but they really only have $1,200. Uh-huh. I had cash months. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm good at this. And I'm so big on women being good at what they're good at. And, and this is why now I am a sales strategist exclusively for women, period. You know, that's, that is the beginning and the end. First of all, that's spectacular and also a startling statistic. Um, I thought I kept up with all those type of statistics with that is one I have not heard before. Um, I just think, you know, my process from a branding perspective is always that introspection. It's always, it always begins with self-awareness because if you do not understand how you're hardwired, it is impossible, maybe not impossible, but it's sure going to be a lot harder to figure out how to live out your greatest strengths through your vocation. And so we do that in a, a variety of ways, both like in how do you sell and um, and then behaviorally, how do you need to operate in, in a professional setting? Um, and I get into all kinds of stuff. So I, I look at your natal chart, listen, I'm going to be like Ooh, all, all the way around the world and yeah, yes. we'll have to do yours. Um, yes. because you can just see such a bigger picture and then you can start looking for the commonalities where you and I got to where we get to operate. Look, I'm, I'm so Sicilian. Sorry, everybody who's watching on YouTube. I talk with my hands and then like, watch when I, well, maybe it's not doing it now, but it gets out of focus. So I apologize. <laughs> Everybody listening on like Apple's like, whatever, we can't see it. Um, but I think the reason why you and I have been been successful is because we honor who we are. We honor like what we're here to do. And we honor that, like, I don't have to be everything to everybody. In fact, I don't even want to, because I do not have the energy for that. So <laughs> I don't have the energy. And I'm so happy you brought up the natal chart and things like that, because I am also big on human design. Yes. What are you? I- I'm a projector. Oh, we, that's why we're going to be best friends. I'm yeah. a manifesting generator. And that's like, we get along so well. We do. I, I keep getting surrounded by manifest generators. <laughs> you attract us. We're like, we need you. Yes. Because what I find with manifest generators are you guys are have brilliant ideas, but sometimes can get lost in them. 
me as a projector, I am not supposed to work as much, but because I'm surrounded by manifest generators who are full of energy, I will overwork and burn myself out. (laughs) Girl, don't try to keep up with us. Like that's like, we literally, when I was a child and, and now that I know that I'm a manifesting generator and what, you know, what my strategy is and all that kind of stuff. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, I will have my friend on here who is like one of the top, um, experts in human design. Um, but it is something I also do with my, um, with my one-to-one clients. But anyways, my parents have always said that when I was a toddler, I would literally run around in circles until I dropped to go to sleep. And if you study how a manifesting generator is supposed to even move throughout their day, like you have to dispel all the energy or you will not sleep. So it's our, it's our desire or our need rather to just like, go, go, go. And people look at me and they say, oh, you need to slow down. And I'm like, no, that would cause depression and anxiety in my life. Cause that's not how I'm designed, yes. so, but you do need rest. I need rest. In fact, um, I had a, a reading human design reading and I was literally told quote, you need to do the less work you do, the more money you will make. And I, I said, well, how, you. That? you know, and at first I was like, no way. There's no way. I said, that's lazy because I'm, I am, I've been conditioned, mm-hmm. um, to, to work hard, work long hours because you're not lazy. You have to, you, you get out of it, what you put into it. Yeah. And I started my business that way and I was exhausted, you know, but now I work three hours a day, four days a week. 12, mm-hmm. What is that? You know, 12 hours a week. And I'm, mm-hmm. I have consistent five figure months in my business. My clients are getting great results. And like you, I use human design in my, in my programs as well. And not because I'm a specialist. I say, look, Same. I am not an expert, but Same. I want you to become aware of who you are. Yeah. I'm like, I've got the software. Listen, I am really good at astrology um, and a lot more depth. I'm not obviously a practitioner full time, but I, I know tons about that. I can walk you through that. But human design, I'm like, I've got the software. I'm going to run your report. And then here's some YouTube channels to watch to like really go deeper because <laughs> yes, I just want you to have the information. I'm not the expert. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm so happy to meet somebody else who, who believes in this because authenticity is going to be the way that you run a business with ease, whether it's online or brick and mortar. That's right. And actually is going to be the way that you can start to have a lucrative and profitable business. Another startling statistic, according to the small business administration, only four out of 10 small businesses are profitable. Yeah. Only four out of 10. And that's, so, that's male, female owned, yes. co-gendered, whatever. Yeah. 4%. Whatever, whatever gender they four are. Out of 10. And it's so important. Here's what I hear from women that really make me cringe, but I understand why they say things like this. It's not about the money mm. or I want everybody to be able to access my services. So I'm going to price low. Or um, I'm just doing this because I like it. Um, I'm like, that's great. So in what other way are you bringing in money into your home? How are you building generational wealth? How are you paying for the kids' college? Like, how are you doing these things if you're lowballing yourself? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying everybody needs to be charging 10, 20,000. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. What I am saying is when we look at what we believe about money as women, even though we are the ones opening up more businesses, small businesses in the United States, we're bringing in less than 6% of the revenue, even though we are the ones with more businesses. Mm-hmm. And please don't go, don't go into the bro marketing. And I'm not, I'm not saying we have to be aggressive, but there's ways that we can bring our femininity and our balance of masculinity into business and be profitable. 
So I, I definitely want to get into that, but I do want to address for, for people like us who are like helpers by profession, it is easy. So if you're a coach, a consultant, a speaker, um, you know, an online course creator, I, I know I have a whole lot more of you listening or watching now than I did when we first started. I was very brick and mortar. Um, but I just want to share that I realized early on that a lot of women needed me, but I I did not have the capacity to serve that many women. So that's why I started this podcast and people will want, you know, to pick my brain. I know they do that to you too, or buy me a $2 cup of coffee to basically get what other people pay thousands for. And, um, and wish I wish I would love to do that. But every time you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else. And if I say yes to that person, I'm saying no to a paying customer, to my kids, to a friend or a family member who deserves my time. So we both publish podcasts and that is a Herculean effort. That is a lot of time and attention. So if I'm going to put all of that time and energy into producing a podcast, then I'm going to need you to go to that to get your free. And then I was like, okay, so somebody, if somebody really wants to do the work, I can tell you how many people have bought my book, 1499. Sometimes it's like even $10 on Amazon or Walmart or books a million or wherever you want to get it. Um, and I've had women who said, I know I can't afford you right now, but I read your book. I downloaded the, the workbook. I listened to all of your podcast episodes from start to finish. And here's the transformation I had in my business. But they had to do the freaking work. Yes. If you want, yes. somebody said this on um, one of the groups I'm in, like maybe Kajabi or something. Um, I was joking about a big mistake that I made and somebody laughed. I said, well, mis- mistakes are my favorite way of learning. And she said, mentors or mistakes. That's how you learn. And I was like, ooh, that's ooh, good. The two M's. I like that. The, I know. So I want to tap into your mentorship while we have you on the show. What are some of the key strategies that you've used both in growing your business so well, and then also for your customers? What, like, can you give us two or three, like must that you have to do to be able to scale your business in a, in a way to be profitable? Absolutely. So outside of them getting to know themselves through human design, I have my signature slay system. Okay. That literally Ooh. I want to through it like helps them like because you know what we slay as women we need to be more confident right and we get beat down so much and I'm like no sis you slay here's how you're gonna slay your business as well so S stands for sales okay I teach my clients not just I don't just give them a script it's like no let's understand the psychology of sales mm. what makes people buy right you know um. How can you build relationships with people? And let me say this. It does not take a long time to build relationships. Some people are going to be longer. Mm -hmm. I did a a clubhouse talk recently and this person was really connected to me. She found me on social media. She came into my DM right after my clubhouse talk and paid me in full within that hour. She has never heard of me before. (laughs) Until she heard me talking clubhouse. Power of the stage. (laughs) Okay. So, um, so that's what I do. I teach them sales psychology, building relationships, and also how to, to put together their own scripts that sounds like them utilizing the sales psychology that they learn. That's number one. Mm. Number two, I teach them to speak the language of their ideal client. That's what the L stands for. And that doesn't mean English, Spanish. That means knowing your ideal client and using the words that they use in your podcast, in your stage presence in your speaking, wherever you are. Here's an example. 
I had a relationship coach, very academic, very intelligent woman. Her name is Avril Smith. She's amazing. And she was kind of stuck at about 3K months in her business. And I came to, she came to me. I said, okay, tell me when you're speaking to your clients over the phone, what words are you hearing them? She said, oh, this awful situationship. I said, why do you think it's awful? She's like, it's just, uh, I said, look, your marketing is not for you. You're right. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's for your ideal client. I said, so just try, try to use that. She had a Facebook group, try to use it. Let me tell you, she, she gave me this amazing video testimonials all over my website. She said though, the, how busy my Facebook group is just because I started to speak their language. They're in my DMS. I'm making money. She made $3,000 um, in one day from just changing the way she speaks to her ideal client. Yeah. Okay. So powerful. A stands for automation. Um, I teach my clients to automate like, okay, so after you begin doing sales calls, many of us don't want to continue doing sales calls. It doesn't make you a bad person. And that is not the only way that you can develop a relationship with your clients. If you want to continue, there's nothing wrong with that either. But either way, whether you're doing sales calls or not, we teach you how to build an automation or we do it for you in a way that either you've nurtured them even before they get in a sales call. So now I have clients that say, look, I get on a sales call. I'm thinking I'm going to be up there for 45 minutes. It's 10 minutes because they're like, "Mm -mm, nope, we we know already. We know we want to work with you. Or I have clients who have not had sales calls in years. I'm one of those people. I don't do sales calls. And still automatically enrolling clients. I remember signing a $9,000 client while I was on a beach in Mexico. Open up my email. (laughs) I've done it in line at Publix. I'm like, I shouldn't answer this. It rolled over to my cell phone. I'm going to go ahead and answer it. I'm about to check out at the grocery store. And, (laughs) but because she was a podcast listener and because she was able to look at my YouTube videos and that sort of thing, she already felt like she knew me. You nurtured her. But I didn't, I didn't, I did, but I didn't, you know what I mean? Like that's the automation is to put yourself out there. And, and you're right. Like, it's so important to me and you know, y'all know this. I always pull the curtain back because, because the way that I see it is if, if my listeners are choosing me, then they can put themselves in the position of customer for me. So if I say, Hey guys, this is what I'm doing to get you to buy from me then they can put their minds in the minds of their customers and so forth and so on. But when people write to me, I I literally will copy and paste those words into a document that becomes my sales language. Yes. How, who I am and how I look at the world is, is different than my ideal client because they're not where I am yet. So why would I use my words? (laughs) Very smart. Very smart. And this is why like when clients come to me at first and they're like, they're just starting their businesses. I'm like, I recommend sales calls. Yeah. Like, Cause that's the, the pain. best way. Yes. And then you can go to, if you choose not to do sales calls, you can go to another route. And you see, I say, choose, I don't teach. I don't tell my clients they have to do one particular way. Mm-hmm. You are the CEO of your business. You get to do it your way. Amen. And, and, ba- and again, based on our human design or your, your, um, yes. you know, I'm certified in predictive index and how to fascinate all of those things are indicative of how you do work and how you come off to other people. And so going outside of that is just awkward for everybody anyway. Yes. 
Can we go back to the automation? Because like, for example, my, my brand is, is built on brand intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we spend a lot of money to, to do some deep research, to figure out that people really just want to be with me, which means like they want direct access to me, which means I just have to charge more. And I don't love that, but you know, there's like the different tiers that you can do. Um, but if they really want in my brain, then that's limited. So we have to create an environment for that. When I'm thinking about that really high touch automation to me, not that we don't have automation in the business, obviously we have to, mm-hmm. but when I think of automation in the sales cycle, like my brain goes to the LinkedIn where somebody requests you on LinkedIn and then they immediately try to pitch you. And then you get put into some, like, you know, they use oh, the no. software to, to like, Hey, just want to follow up. And you're like, I don't even know who you are. So no, for people who think like me, that's creepy. That is creepy. And I know that's not you just from your vibe. So, so talk us through like, what does automation look like? How can that still be authentic and not creepy? Oh, yes. So automation can look so many ways. So, so let's say if you are running ads, I'll I'll use that as an example. So you're running ads and somebody comes into your funnel. So here's how I do. Somebody comes into my funnel. I nurture them through some type of a series, masterclass or something else. But then they have to apply to work with me. Yeah. And here's why I do that. Yes. I mean, everyone should not have access to you. That does not mean you're being bougie. That is, that means that you are wanting to serve the people who will get the results that you're promising. Right. right? So when they apply and I, and my team and I see that they are a great fit, we believe we can work with them. Either I send them a personalized um, video like, hey, Amber, I read your application and I'm so excited to work with you. I use your name yeah. or I go into your DM and send you a voice message. Hey, Amber, you know, I, I really love your application. So, you know, it's me. It's not just copy and paste. Right. I'm li- like recently I had an, a nurse who's ready to leave nursing and I'm a nurse. Yeah. And I was like, hey, fellow nurse, like that's how I sign clients. So even though I'd never met her or even encountered her until she applied, I was already nurturing and building a relationship with her before she even came to me. And then when she applied and she showed that she was ready to invest at a, invest at a higher level in herself. Now you can get that access to me. Because you can't bring somebody along who's unwilling to go there. That's why you have to do that. And whether it's a one-to-one call or there's got to be some way, the body copy on your sales page, there's got to be some way to filter down to the right person. And I just, for those of you who are newer listeners who haven't been around for years, those of you who've been around for years, you know, we don't, we don't do manipulation. We don't do scarcity. We don't do any of that kind of like crazy stuff. Um, not that there's not some opportunity for scarcity sometimes, as long as it's true and real and not a lie, but um, it's really important to understand that what we are talking about today is not about trying to con somebody into doing business with you. It's truly about setting the stage and setting the table so that the right person that you were designed to serve comes into your world so that you can serve them. And so if you're just trying to be everything to everybody and you weren't like super strategic about getting the right person and the right words and all that kind of stuff down, then you don't get to serve anybody, or at least you don't get to serve the people that you were really designed to serve who can amplify their results because of you. So just think of it that way. There's a marketing saying that if you market to everyone, you market to no one. Amen. Right. 
And I've, I did that. I tried that in the beginning because like many women, I just want to serve. Mm-hmm. I love people. I literally do, but I did it to my detriment. I was signing some clients who really were not the best client, the best fit for the program. Yeah. You know, and there and- is program versus in it because I, I love, I have the bombshell business woman brand. And yet I can show you a video of a couple of weeks ago when I was at a construction company with one, almost 100% male supervisors and foremen, like literally people on a job site and they were all male. So just because you market to one particular group does not mean that you won't attract others. So there's that as well, but just be careful what else you're attracting. I happen to love the construction industry. So (laughs) I'm good for that. (laughs) I recently attracted architectural firm. They're like, you know, can you help us with our, you know, operate? Sure. Let me, let's see, let's, let's meet, let's see what, you know, what you're talking about. So you may kind of, you know, have outliers, right? That's not a bad thing. That's right. It should not be an influx of outliers because they're no longer outliers. It's it's just an indication that your marketing is not effective. Right. Yeah. So agree. Yeah. So automation, it's really, you still can have that intimate touch um, without having to exhaust yourself and your team. Um, while being able to travel, like I travel to a new country or a new part of the country every month. Wow. I'm all over the world. Yes. And I absolutely love it. My kids are having fun traveling. I'm having fun traveling. I still can serve my clients. Like I, I built the life of my dreams. And I think that we come out here as women um, doing business the way we do our lives in an exhausting manner mm-hmm. without really saying, well, what do I want? You wanting something from your business does not take away from the fact that your service and heartland. And that is why in my coaching framework, the very first thing that we do is we check in with the heart because so often we skip that and we go straight to the head and we're looking for the strategy. But if you don't check in first with your, with your, I am, because you are not scared. That's not who you are. The observer of that fear is who you are. And so we got to check in with that inner voice, not, not Gertrude, not the ugly inner voice, (laughs) not the one that tells you, you can't do this or whatever. It's that, that inner knowing and, and people will say like, well, I don't know. And and I will say, I don't know. is not an acceptable coaching response. So what would it look like if you did know? Yes. (laughs) Let's talk about that. (laughs) Let's just dream that you knew, let's just pretend like you knew what would that look like? Yes. And I think that well, let's just dream big. Right. The one, here's one exercise I give my clients and that really helped me and helps has helped them really talk about what they want. If you were a bad girl oh yeah, and you didn't care about societal expectations, you didn't care about any other outside pressure. What would you want? And I mean, journal on that, like, because at first, a lot of times we start journaling on that and it's still like we're acting like somebody's looking over our shoulders. So we're writing all the great things like I want to cure world hunger. Right? We're just writing everything like and it's like, no, OK, that's we want to do that. But what do you want for you? Yeah. And when I started doing that, I said, I want to travel a lot. I, I want to spend more time with my children traveling. Yeah. I want freedom of I want freedom of that like, real time freedom where I'm not like creating another job for myself with my business. And that's it. And so that's the thing that always drives me 
is I had a cush job. Granted, I worked 70 hours a week at sometimes, but I had perks. I had benefits. I was treated like royalty. I was completely in charge of my, like I had agency over what I did at work, a lot of freedom. Um, and, and I had paid vacations and great insurance and all of those things. So if I'm stepping away from all of that, why would I create a business that gives me the 70 hour work week without all the perks and the group, the good stuff? Like, why do we do that to ourselves? So, because we are, we, I think we truly believe that that's what makes us service led. Mm. If, I'm, if I'm just laying on my, on my couch in the middle of the day, you know, Netflixing, or if I'm traveling and I don't have anything business related, am I truly service led? Yeah. And that's what, that's what we ask ourselves. And my, my answer is yes, because as I'm, you know, like, like next week I'm going to Columbia last month, I was in Jamaica, right? Well, this month because it's still March. I was in Jamaica. And while I was in Jamaica, I had a client send me a DM. She's like, oh, Dr. Naeem, I just have a, a 15 K month. Congratulations. My clients are not suffering. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Heck yeah. 1000%. Now I do travel for work. So, but I, that I love it. I love getting to speak and be in person with my audiences. And that really starts the, the process of that brand intimacy. So I get to travel often as an attachment to work. So we'll Mm -hmm. we'll see, maybe we'll work on that some more. So what's the why in slay? The why in Slay is your offers. Mm. So I teach my clients to build their offer because some people are like one offer and that's fine as well. Um, but I teach them to build out either one offer or an offer suite of no more than three offers mm-hmm. um, that is positioned in a premium way. My clients want to sell high ticket. Yep. Um, and a lot of times we think high ticket means all of my time. Mm-hmm. where a lot of high ticket clients are not interested in meeting with you every other day. They're, mm-hmm. like, no, <laughs> They're not interested in that. Many of them are not interested in signing, you know, a year long contract. Some of them are like, Hey, give me four months. And then they, well, guess what they do at the end of that four months. Free new. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but they're not trying to commit to some long-term thing that blows their mind because they don't have time for it. Yeah, they're not. And when I first came out, I had a year long program and that's, that was the thing I got like, that's too long. That's too long. When I decreased my program to three and six months, all of a sudden I'm making six figures in my business mm-hmm. because high ticket clients don't want to be with you forever. Mm-hmm. They want to have an op- option to be, mm-hmm. they want, you know, to renew, but they don't want to. So I teach my clients, you do not have to put all your time in there. High ticket clients want two things or either one of these two. They want you to save them time. Mm-hmm and or money. That's right. And I don't care what you do. Cause when I was doing weight loss, I was not promising you're going to lose weight fast because I'm, I'm a nurse and I realized that that is unhealthy. What I was promising is I'm going to save you money. I'm going to decrease the amount of meds you're going to be taking. Pharmaceuticals are expensive. I mean, I'm going to increase the amount of time you get to spend with your children. Cause I, this is what some of my clients who were doing weight loss, they would say my knees hurt. So I can't run around with my kids as much. I'm like, Ooh, so I started using that type of stuff in my marketing and clients were paying me five, $10,000 to work with me when they would, when I was competing with the $10 a month gyms. Right. Because I was saving them that, that, that time I was giving them back their time with their children. I was saving them money. That's what premium is. I mean, if you yes. think about it's a higher, it's a higher result. That's it. That's what you're paying for. You, you can't, you can't go to, um, you know, Dollar Tree. <laughs> 
<laughs> and think that you're going to get the same kind of result as, you know, pick another, you know, a place where you can get stuff that's retail. Um, that's not to say that there is not a place for the Dollar Trees. That's, there is a place for that, but you and I, and most of my listeners, because I do, I, tr- I attract premium brands. So um, the word that often comes to mind for me and also for my customers is approachable luxury. Mm-hmm. So they're not like the pretentious luxury. It's a comfort luxury. It's you're going to get the service and you're going to get the experience and it's going to be high end, but you're not going to feel like I'm about to break something or I'm not welcome here if I'm not X, Y, or Z. Um, and so premium does not mean snooty just as an aside. No premium. Actually, when you actually sit down and you journal about what you want and you say, I want to travel, I want to build generational wealth. I want to do those things. And you're charging $17 to work with you. <laughs> you have to say, okay. And I'm, I'm using that as an example because somebody actually came to me charging $17 a month to work with her. Um, was that I, like a membership or something? It was a membership, but no one knew who she was. You know how long it takes to scale a membership when no mm-hmm. one knows who you are. Mm-hmm. And we, 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 you know, she wasn't, she, she wasn't interested in changing that. So I don't, I don't know what happened to her, but um, <laughs> you're like, but you could go find somebody who wants to help you with that problem. Yeah, I don't solve I look, that kind of problem. <laughs> she was like, oh, but I want to work with you. I said, it, the objective of my program does not match your goal. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And that's okay for you. And it's okay for me. It just means we're not a match. Yeah. And that's okay. And I, you know, and I, I, there was some other business coaches I knew I just referred her and I'm not sure what happened after that, but I'm just saying it's all the same. Your, your pricing structure, your offers, they all should align with what you want in life. I don't, I can't give all my time to, to, um, to, to my business because I'm a projector. I will be exhausted. So if I choose to do one-on-one, it has to be hot, very high end, very boutique prices because it sucks a lot of my energy. Mm-hmm. So, which is why I don't do a lot of one-on-one. Do I do one-on-one? Yeah, but I don't do a lot of it mm-hmm. because it doesn't align with who I am. Yeah. So you have to figure out what aligns with who you are and then and execute your business in that manner. Got it. I love it. I feel like we need to do three more episodes together because I want to get into, I know that you talk about generational curses, but we're, we're kind of at the end of our time. Um, so maybe we'll just have to do a follow-up or something, but, um, I, I always ask before we even get into where to find you online. Um, and, and I definitely want people to understand how they can work with you and your programs as well. But before we get there, what is the one piece of parting advice that you want to give to our bombshell listeners? Mm. I really want you to figure out what you want without the guilt, without thinking about anybody else. It doesn't make you a bad person to consider you because when your cup is full, oh my gosh it, it flows over to other people. And you sure can't pour from an empty cup. Sure can't. So <laughs> I love, I love that advice. So I know, um, I, I followed you on Instagram. So you are, um, uh, Dr. Naima and that is N 
A-I-E-E-M-A. So that's Instagram. Um, you're at the determinedfempreneur.com. Definitely uh, let's all subscribe to the Determined Fempreneur podcast. Yes. And um, so what what do you have like a like a free downloadable or something where people can kind of get like a taste of what your program is like? Absolutely. And I'll I'll definitely get you the link, Amber. It is um, I teach you how to get to your first or next 10 K plus month, um, in a 60 day period while working less than five hours a day on autopilot is a free three day masterclass series. Day one, you'll learn how to attract the right client in less than an hour a day. Day two, you learn how to sign them into paying clients. And day three, I teach you how to put it all on autopilot. Hot dang. All right. Sign us all up for that. Um, (laughs) That is going to be something that, you know, I I don't, my long-term listeners know I'm very careful about who we have on the show because if somebody does go down the rabbit hole of following you, I want to know that they're going to be in good hands. And sales is a very tricky topic in the world of um, women in business. (laughs) So I just really want to thank you for your straight shooting nature, for your thoughtful approach that's thoughtful, not only for the business owner, but for the, for the consumer and the person who's experiencing their brand um, and, and for sharing so thoughtfully um, on the show with us today. Very much appreciate you. you. Thank you for having me and letting me share with your audience and, and having a great dialogue with me. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, as always, you can find all of the information that we talked about today, all the different links to connect um, with Dr. Naima in the show notes. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, it's just, you know, click below in the description and extend that and you can get everything. Or as always, you can go to amberhurdle.com forward slash podcast with an S and look for this episode and everything will be in there as well. So thank you so much for listening. Um, we are gearing up for our next season. And so that's exciting. You're going to see some changes and um, nothing crazy, but just, you know, some, some refreshers and updates. And we've got a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, a multi-month refresh of the website and all kinds of stuff. So, um, you know, I practice what I preach. I thank you. If you love this episode or any of the other episodes, I would treasure your um, rating and review, honest rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast, or just simply give this a like if you're watching on YouTube and that will tell the Google gods that it's worth watching or listening to. And, um, and we will be able to help more people. So with that, I hope you have a fantastic week and I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the bombshell business podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.